so. So many popped peas. <laughs> God. Okay. <laughs> I'm calling it. That's it. Sam, what's your favorite nut? Uh, what? Nut? <laughs> I was looking for pistachio. I don't I don't know why that was the first thing that popped into my head was pistachio. Well, I mean, there's peanuts, almonds. I, probably, pistachios is probably true, but I'm I'm very conscious of my peas right now, so that's peanuts. just... Peas nuts? No. Uh, God, that's another nut that starts with pea. Pine nut? Ooh, there you go. Pine nut. Pine nut. Welcome to another episode of Beer and Loathing Podcast, a podcast that's more or less about beer, I guess more about drinking beers, good and shitty, and more importantly, getting shitty. Either way, we like to talk to people that are cooler than you are, that you will never, ever meet. I'm Pete M. I'm in Grand Rapids, and I'm joined by Sam Sly in Denver. He's at Deep Drafts with our new friend Leah from ColoradoBeerGirl.com. So, Listen, enjoy, and check out our website, beerandloathing.com, or harass Sam in real time with Twitter at Beer and Loathing. And what the fuck is everyone drinking? <laughs> that was a beautiful intro, Pete. We're, uh, Thanks. We're having some of uh, Deep Draft's fine wares here. Leah, what, are you, what did you get? You got two, actually. She's prepping properly. That's right. I'm drinking the Party Train Citra IPA, as well as the Pious Porter. I'm nice. thoroughly enjoying both. You are double fisting beers at a brewery. Man, that's awesome. That's like, my life. I like that. Before the show, we were talking about popping peas, and there was one that just definitely popped, and those were all very pea-related, everything. Party train and pious porter. porter? Yeah. So it's a big old pea fest over here. <laughs> and I'm trying not to laugh right at the microphone. and just keep blasting it right out. Oh. Uh, also a big old pee fest. I'm like 14 <laughs> years old, so that's super funny to me. But. Yeah, I, I thought you'd like that one. That was a specific thing for you. Well, what do you think of those, Leah? I'm really enjoying them. Uh, I like the Pious Porter a lot. Porters take me back when I first started drinking good beer. Um, I was all about the porters. I started on dark beer, so I was all porters all the time for a while. Moved on to stouts. And from there, it was at the opposite end of the spectrum, IPAs. So I've got my porter, I got my IPA, I'm happy. That's funny. I, I had the exact same kind of trajectory. I started with the darker, the better, and eventually discovered the hop, and uh, then it was all hops all the time and stuff. And Kind of arcing back down now, I still really love, like, dark beers and Imperial Stouts all season long for myself. But I, uh, I went light and got their uh, the Bavarian Hefeweizen. Very halfwise, that's what it is. It's quite good. It's very light though. It's lighter than what I usually get. So, can anybody remember like their first beer that they tried? That's I guess a quote unquote good beer that they called like their own. Like, oh yeah, that's my beer. That's my favorite beer. Hmm. Like a go-to beer. I yeah, because I started drinking Miller Light, and then I did sort of the same thing where it's like stouts, porters, IPAs. You know, you try them all, but I can't really remember like the first beer that i had where i'm like shit i like this i'm gonna buy this a lot more and you're talking like a good beer not like you know yeah not yeah like not like a dirty heavy. 30 year yeah but you know whatever any of those shit beers hmm. uh, lawnmower beers i guess you know I, the closest thing i could think of would possibly be flying dogs original like pale ale because that was the one that got me going and it was easy to find easy to buy I always feel like from early on, I just was like, I got to try them all, like all these different beers. And I mean, even when I first got into beer in the Grand Rapids in like the early 2000s, it was, there was a good amount of selection to go from for the most part, or at least a close drive by to get to it. I think mine would have to be Breckenridge Brewery's Vanilla Porter. Okay. Yeah. Again, with my dark beers. Um, I moved out to Colorado in 1999, and I was on the dark beers. And that was pretty much the only one I drank for a while. And after that, I got hooked on the Pipeline Porter from Kona Brewing. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I feel like I've had that. I know I've had their brown, because they do a brown that's something, coconut brown, I think, or something like that. Or maybe, I don't know. Anyways. 
I hope with a lot of a lot of peas in your porters. Mm-hmm. Is that a pipeline <laughs> porter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that just a common theme? <laughs> For whatever reason, now we're just figuring out. Uh. I guess so. Where'd you move from before you moved to Colorado? I was originally living in Illinois. That's where I was born and raised and moved out here uh, right after college. Okay, so we got a good Midwestern bunch. Well, All right, we're, saying, yeah. <laughs> we're in Illinois. Very small farming community, but I was born in Decatur. That was the okay. closest, quote-unquote, big town nearby. The one that right. Would, the one that people would know on the top of their head, I guess. If they would even know Decatur. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that might be a Midwest thing. You know, it's local geography more or less still kind of there. Honestly, I know the name Decatur, but if you were like, point out Decatur in Illinois, I just point at the middle of the map because I have no idea where it actually is. That'd be pretty accurate. That's exactly what I would do, too. Okay, cool. We're on the same boat. We we know names, but not locations. That's okay. What would you say your, like, original go-to beer was since this was your question? Dude, I have no idea. I I was trying to think about what that would be, and... It was Miller Lite, I think, was the first beer that I tried that wasn't like a Smirnoff Ice or something that I enjoyed that got drunk. Yeah, there was a phase in my life where I really liked Smirnoff Ices. It was, it was a dark, dark time. We but, all uh, that, I think, or most of us at least, I don't know. But as soon as I started drinking beer, it was Miller Lite. And then I don't know what the first beer that I drank that was better than that that I really liked. <laughs> maybe that's still a step up in my book i guess yeah i i have no idea i would like to say it was too hearted or something but i highly doubt that it was well if you want to win over the hearts of the beer and me I'd, yeah go with too hearted i'm gonna go with too hearted my first favorite oh, beer was too hearted dude you should tell that story you just told me about how you found out uh, oberon wasn't actually too, or too hearted wasn't oberon or whatever oh yeah okay that was funny and i think First, are you familiar with like Bells and? I love Two Hearted. Okay. Yep, right, big good. fan of Bells. Excellent. Wish I could get it more. Yeah, don't we all? Awesome. So yeah, we, this like is a story. really good group sitting here right now, then, because we're all big fans of Bells. Um, but when I when I first started, um, I guess liking beer, I had heard a lot about Oberon, and I could buy when I was like 19 years old. I could just grow this like gnarly ass beard, so I could go to these like shitty liquor stores and buy beer. Uh, for my friends and stuff. So I had gone to this one by my house and um, it was when Oberon was out and uh, I had asked, do you guys have Oberon? It's like, no, no, we have we have another beer that's a lot like Oberon though. It's like a stronger Oberon. And I thought it was just like a limited release of Oberon. So I grabbed it and bought it and brought it back. And that's what I originally thought Oberon had tasted like was this beer. And my friends came over and we all drank it. We got really drunk off like two beers. And I'm, I'm thinking of this the other day. You know, you just get like random memories that pop into your head from time to time. I don't even know what causes it. But I was talking to Sam and I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, I don't I, I remember the first time I quote unquote tried Oberon and it wasn't even Oberon. It was two hearted. Like, I remember looking at the box, like the beer, like the six pack and seeing like the fish on the side and everything. And and thinking it was Oberon and trying it and being like, this taste, this is really strong and good. But I thought that's what Oberon was. So every time that I tried it after that, I'm like, this beer fucking sucks, man. I want it to taste like last year's Oberon, which was actually too hearted. I want it to be as good as the first time. Yeah, and it never was again until I tried too hearted again. I still love that story because those are just two completely different beers. I, I don't know Oberon. Oh, really? Okay. No. That's... uh. It's, it's actually pretty good. It's like their summer wheat. Oh. Um, I got lit up on Reddit once for comparing it to uh, Blue Moon. It's very similar. Oh. It's like a citrusy wheat beer. And apparently, anytime you compare a, a beer like that to Blue Moon, uh, internet dwellers just don't take kindly to that. So. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, so, yeah. Very different. Not nearly as hoppy. It's, uh, I'm from, uh, not from, I, I went to college in Kalamazoo where they grew bells and stuff and so i've always been ingrained with they usually would offer uh, an orange with your oberon and mm-hmm. people from kalamazoo typically will take that orange and just toss that or depending on what bar throw it at the bartender um, so it's it's a very flight bunch down there with that but 
Yeah, two very, very different beers. So I don't think that Oberon and, and Blue Moon are that much different. The only thing I would say is Blue Moon tastes more like vegetable soup broth. Does anybody else get that, like, this weird vegetable taste with... I can't remember the last time I had a Blue Moon, so I don't really recall. I had some last week, and I don't remember specifically. It was the first beer I'd had after an 18-hour day, so I didn't care what it was. It could have been, it could have been just water in a Blue Moon bottle. I would have loved it. <laughs> but, no, I'm trying to think. Do we, so I was on Focus on the Beers radio show a couple weeks ago, and uh, Blue Moon had sent them a bunch of their new... Uh, standards, I guess, because they have, like, a Pilsner, a Hoppy Wheat. Oh, they have a whole bunch of other shit, like a Belgian regular or something, but they have all this new artwork and stuff, and so on the show with Ryan and all the people there, we were going around just trying them all, and one of them tasted really kind of vegetable-y, I guess. Uh, actually, uh, Pete, you remember uh, Jeff Ehrman? He was on the show mm -hmm. a while back. He pinpointed it at, oh, there's a P there. Uh, he pinpointed <laughs> it as, uh, like, almost like ketchup flavored. It was <laughs> such a fucking weird flavor to pick out, but after he said it, all of us like, yep, this tastes Where a lot like ketchup. Where does that come from? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea, and uh, I'm not going to pretend to know, but it was real. I don't know if it was like one of those things that gets put in your mind and all of a sudden it doesn't go away, but that was it. So, Leah, tell us a little bit about your blog. My blog is called Colorado Beer Girl. I started it a little over four years ago. Um, I'm not a beer expert. I'm not a brewer. I'm not a Cicerone. I just like to drink good beer and specifically uh, Colorado beer because this is where I live and we have access to so much good beer. Um, I certainly enjoy beers from all other states as well when I can get them. But uh, yeah, um, I pretty much just found myself talking about beer every bar I went to, at the liquor store, you know, standing there looking for beers to buy. I'd get into a conversation with another customer and give them my recommendations, get their recommendations. And since I found myself in conversation about beer all the time and I enjoy writing, I thought, well, I maybe I'll try to start a blog. I mean, I don't think anyone will ever read it. I have zero expectations, but... Why don't I just set up this site here, do some posts, and just see where it goes? So really, it was just for myself to kind of vent yeah. and um, just write about whatever was on my mind, whether it was something about a specific beer, a specific brewery, um, whatever came into my mind. I would just write. And eventually, it didn't really take too long to get a little bit of a following, so I thought, you know, this is kind of fun. I'm going to keep at it and... Four years later, I'm still doing it, and my following keeps growing. It's not huge, but again, it's pretty much for me, and it's something fun to do, and it's helped me be introduced to a lot of really great people in the industry and uh, people who aren't in the industry but are like me that just like to talk about beer and share their experiences and you know, tell each other about new beers we've tried, etc. So that's what I do you know I have a day job but whenever I can I like to work on my blog and attend events and write about them and all that so it's a fun time right on yeah. I mean that's not too far off uh, we, we were going for more of a, a satirical tongue-in-cheek I guess aspect but yeah same thing Pete and I both like all sorts of beers like you know we joke around a lot about PBR and Miller Lite but that's you know where we came from and us will drink PBR until I fall over or whatever and actually Pete we didn't ask what you're drinking but a lot of times he'll be drinking a black label or something you know it's but we also really like good craft beer too and you know we try to want to spread the gospel and just take it easy and like you said none of us are experts but it's just fun to talk about and learn about yeah what kind of like events I mean do you just kind of do anything specific or just kind of whatever event kind of pops up during the season yeah I mean there's any number of events in any given week here in Denver and surrounding areas. I actually just today was working on my May beer events post for my blog and I was a little overwhelmed um, trying to pick and choose which ones to include because I just don't have space for everything. But 
it's I'm just blown away a lot of times by how inventive things have gotten out here. Um, this weekend is Brew Fru, which is one of my favorites craft beer and food pairing events. Um, so there will be yeah. 50 pairings, um, 50 craft beers paired with 50 different bites of foods from local restaurants. Heaven so, does exist. Yes, yeah. it does. It's called Brew Fru. Um, I I definitely enjoy um, pairing beer with food, so I love that event and lots of other events that pair beer with food. I mean, I've been to beer and popcorn pairings, of course, beer and cheese, beer and chocolate. Um, you know, there was just the beer and bacon festival here. I was going to ask if you went to that one. I, I wanted to go and couldn't swing it. That uh, had a conflict come up, but that sounded pretty cool. Was it, was it good well, time? actually, I am vegetarian, so oh. I did not attend <laughs> that one. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I heard good things about it, so... Pretty much anything that pairs beer with food or any beer event that's just full of beer. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah, right. Just just flat out beer is good too. Yes. That's cool. No, I, I haven't even looked at the event calendar yet. I, I was actually looking at concerts in May and there's like nine I want to go to. So I didn't even have the, <laughs> didn't even have the calendar space to look at like beer events yet. So I, I'll just kind of do those on the fly, I think, this, uh, this summer. Are there any events with like um, where food is cooked with beer? Oh, like like literally like, cooked in beer. You like mean? Cook, cooking in like I've I've made a couple of dishes with beer before. I really like doing that. Yeah. Hmm. I want to go to a festival where food is cooked with beer, and then you just get to eat food that's infused with beer and drink beer while you're doing it. Well, I do know that there is a chef. And his name is Jensen Cummings, and he has, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a business, but he does a thing called brewed food. Hmm. And he actually doesn't so much create food with beer, but with beer ingredients. So um, he will use wort in some of his recipes. Um, It. He gets very, very creative. He's an awesome That's chef. Awesome. And yeah. so he, he cooks with, you know, what you would brew beer with okay. as opposed to the finished product. And yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah. doing like a a nationwide tour taking brewed food on the road. So it's it's hit several cities. I'm not sure if it's still happening, but that's become pretty popular around here. Dude's got a good name, though. I mean, brewed food. Like, exactly. that's that's perfect. I was yeah. actually going to compliment Colorado Beer Girl, too, because you got that, and that is a fantastic beer blog name. Thank you. Yeah. We're a fan of cool names. Yeah. Clearly, because ours is beer, and that's the, one of the coolest beer names. One of the few times I'll pat myself on the back for getting something fun. That's awesome. Yeah, right. Now, Shit. if only Ralph Steadman could do our fucking artwork like he does for, for Flying Dog. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we could afford him. I'm guessing he doesn't do that pro bono. Yeah, I doubt it. Hey, Ralph Steadman, we need a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Steadman, if you listen to this, please do our artwork. We'll send you beer. Yeah, we'll find. Yeah, some, totally. We'll, we'll find some beer. I bet. He, I bet he likes a beer. I mean, if he does it for Flying Dog. I don't know if I ever told my uh, Flying Dog story. Um, I probably told the, the elongated version, but I took the tour when they were still on Blake Street. Where River North's uh, tap room and production facility was and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and long story short, after I didn't get a chance to take the tour, but I was getting some beer afterwards anyway in the uh, sampling room. Uh, Ralph Steadman had just been in there like a week or nine days before that. He had done a piece like right on the bar that had like a half an inch of clear coat on it, and then he did one on the back like bar wall too. So I I thought it was pretty cool to be sitting feet away right by uh, some Ralph Steadman fresh ink, basically. Wow. You were the one that was telling me about that. Was I? Yeah. yeah. Because I was telling a coworker I have a friend, and I couldn't remember who it was. It was you. Okay. Well, now I feel like an asshole, but Don't, yeah, I was telling right. a friend about that. I was like, yeah, because he was talking about how he likes flying dog beers, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I really like, he was saying how he really liked the artwork. I'm like, yeah, I really like Ralph Steadman. He's like, Oh, and like everything came together in his head. I'm like, yeah, I had a friend who like saw a piece that he had just done, and I didn't, I couldn't, yeah, whatever. I have it's a all shit, right. I, so. I've I've told that story so many times. I you probably were just like, all right, Sam's saying this again. You just white like whitelisted it, like yeah, it's done. 
Yeah, I just stared and nodded yeah, my head. I wasn't listening. So, any like big events coming up? That uh, other than I mean, so you're gonna go brew through? Yes. I, I've never made it to that actually. Um, I think the name's kind of fun. But uh, it, it's you, you like that one? It's, it's, I do. It, um, so 50 beers and pairings. The first thing that went through my mind is I started doing some math. Like, could I try them all? Probably not. I was gonna say that sounds like <laughs> a, that sounds like a pretty. Uh, steep task basically i believe the you could this year you can choose how many hours you want the session to be the tickets were tiered according to how long you want to stay but uh the longest is either four to five hours so if it's five hours if you could do 10 per hour but you know that'd really be pushing it i'm not sure if that is possible are they like how big are the samples are they like a couple ounces or i'm assuming they're not like full fours or Correct. They're just a few ounces. But still, I mean, if you do ten of those an hour, you're you know doing twenty, thirty ounces an hour, and that's yes. And I'm not sure how much someone's stomach can really hold of that much beer and food. Do you get a Do you get like a free ambulance ride if you complete all fifty pairings? (laughs) It wasn't mentioned in the fine print, but perhaps (laughs) I'd have to check. I mean, it'd only be free free medical bill. It'd be free if uh, your insurance is good. Yeah medical bill that also works yeah you kind of have to tackle it like a big beer festival where you look at the list ahead of time you pick out the pairings that you absolutely cannot miss you hit all those and then you go from there do you know if the sam we need to take notes on that because we totally didn't do that at gabf we just went fucking wild (laughs) yeah we just kind of went in there like the tasmanian devil and probably sounded closer to the Tasmanian Devil when we left the festival. Oh, I have a whole system. I work on it for days ahead of time for GABF. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. I write down every section from A to Z and have a little notebook with me and and as well as the app on my phone and, you know, just trying to hit as many as possible. But in order to reach them all, I pretty much have to go to at least three sessions. Yeah, that's kind of what i was thinking just just the volume of everything there and even then it's like there's breweries and beers you're gonna have to leave behind i mean even with planning over three days it's just so much i didn't get to go last year after they added that additional hall did you get to go i did was it did it add a lot or i thought so i thought last year was probably the best year ever and i mean i've been going for i don't know six years uh it just opened up so much more space and yeah there was a lot more there and it it worked out really well as far as the flow of everything Um, there was an additional entrance last year due to uh, the additional wing that they had open and it just worked out real well it amazes me for how large of a festival that is how well run it is everyone involved in it just does a phenomenal job of keeping things organized and keeping the flow going I think they're one of the handful of festivals that actually take feedback very seriously and will implement stuff, you know, year over year instead of waiting for it to become a major issue. They'll take little nuisances and stuff and, and address those quirks. So, I mean, that's apparently good. people haven't been complaining too much about how badly it smells like farts in that building, though. Especially on the third day, they need to have like a way better ventilation system in that place. Yeah, they just need to have some massive like. Absolutely. I don't know if the uh, convention center is equipped to handle that, but, you know, if the GABF people are listening, there's, there's, a, there's a comment. Well, Leah, I, did you get that at all? I mean, did, did I, you get, like, that I rancid fart smell? I didn't experience that too much. I've certainly experienced that at a lot of the smaller festivals that are far less well-ventilated. Um, sure, I sure. did recently see a billboard here in Denver. I can't remember the name of the product, but... Apparently, they are selling uh, fart-absorbing underwear so that you don't have to worry about the smell. They actually did a billboard for that? They I, did, I yes. I saw some stuff going around on the internet. My sister sent me one because she's, <laughs> she's hilarious. And uh, No, but I, I, I wish I would have seen the billboard because I would have taken a picture of that for her and be like, hey, did you do this? You know, um, I'll have to try and look it up, and maybe we could reach out to them and see if they could do like a... A sponsorship. Yeah, or GABF <laughs> discount, you know. If you're going to GABF, um, you know, you get a 10% discount yeah. off these fart-absorbing underwear. But you wear these drawers, you'll be all right. 
they could have a booth at GABF. In in fact, it should be mandatory <laughs> that people visit that booth. It's, it's actually on the way in, like while you're waiting in line. When those massive lines are outside, there's just actually yeah. just the booth there, and you have to go through the tent. They give you a little changing area, so you go in and change up, and then you're ready to go. You're allowed you go. in after that. Well, they do have all of the uh, brewery shirts and merchandise right there at the entrance, so yeah. that would be an easy addition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then you can get some, like, you know, brewery merchandising going on there. I mean, I'd yeah, wear... they could even have like you know, brewery labeled fart absorbing underwear. That's what I meant. I'd wear some Great Divide fart absorbing underwear. <laughs> Good time. No, that's that's uh... pretty crazy to think though. That how long ago were we there, Sam? Two years. Uh, yeah, two years ago. We could have bumped into Leah while we were there. I mean, there was a chance that we could have. We Obviously, we didn't, but we could have interviewed interviewed you, Leah, for the uh, Beer and Loathing segment. There was a chance. At, yeah. I went back and uh, actually I re-watched that. I, I re-recorded the voiceover recently. and, and that, I, I want to go back so bad now. Me like, too. missing it last year was sad. Yeah. I would not recommend missing it. Yeah. No, it... it that, that, that fear of missing out is kind of real with that one. But what I want to do for the next year's, and we'll see if I actually go through with this, is I want to take the amount of money it is to buy like a, just a regular general mission Joe Schmo ticket. So it was like, what, 85 bucks last year? Multiply that by three, and then go around to all the beer events around GABF instead of the actual event and kind of compare the different types of beer, maybe get really technical and compare the level of drunk I can get uh, with that amount of money at the bars around there with all the different tappings and stuff. Because I just find it really interesting that there's, like, this sub-event around the event now. You know, there's all these breweries coming in. Uh, you know, there's different uh, breweries from out of state, especially, and they're doing tappings, they're doing pairings, they're doing who knows what. Every year, left hand has, like, a ping-pong tournament. So, I mean, there's not a lack of stuff to do, and it'd just be interesting to see, like, all right, if you don't get tickets to the festival, you know, what can your 85 bucks get you at night? instead yeah but we'll see if i actually do that I was, that was more of a protest last year a protest idea of not going so well tickets are so hard to get that if you can't get tickets then you might as well take advantage of all the awesome events that whole week yeah yeah and you know i i i, I feel like i was reading that some of these events had some like cool beers too like one thing I've noticed is, like, some breweries will bring some of their, you know, their really spectacular, like, kind of wild, crazy, rare beers. But I feel like I've been seeing a proliferation of a lot of breweries bringing kind of their standards, too. Um, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see if there's more of kind of the whales or whatever hanging out at these other events, too. Yeah. Pete, if we uh, do that, you going to come out for that? I will have vacation time to do it. The only thing that I would worry about is that it's at the end of September, right? Um, I actually, it, it's usually end of September or sometime. In I think this year it's the first weekend in October. Oh man, I think I get. I think well, actually, I think the next weekend I get married, but it's right around there. It's going to be a pretty hectic time, bachelor so. party. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Uh -oh. Yeah, you're right. Oh shit! There you go. I'll be there then. Yeah. Guaranteed. Dude, that'd make it super easy for you. Yeah, I know. You're right there. I feel you bad. How is all of us, Sam? Oh my god, that would be like a clown car apartment scenario. <laughs> Talk about fart sarcophagus right there. I'm trying to look it up right now, and uh, hold on, they're, they're not giving me any great information just yet. Oh, October, October sixth through eighth. Uh, I get married on the eighth. Do you really? Do you? All right. My cousin's getting married on the first, so I might be taking a week in October. Uh, well, so much for that plan. Womp womp. Yeah. Looks like it's uh, GABF 2017 for the beer and loathing crew. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll plan that out accordingly. They'll give us plenty of time. Yeah, indeed. Maybe we I'll need get, a shitload of time to plan too. Maybe I'll get a bigger place too, so that. we can have a major league command center. Tell your there wife go. you've got a really exciting first anniversary surprise for her. I think Lee would be all right with that. Oh, she'd be she'd be in for sure. She'd be the most trouble to handle. Yeah. Actually, I think she would like make sure everybody 
got home safe and like took care <laughs> of everything. I think she would be the like the ringleader, like make yes. sure everybody didn't do shit that was stupid. Yep, you know? I can see that. I can definitely see that. She's uh, an excellent, an excellent party companion. Yeah, yeah, totally. If you call life a party, am I right? <laughs> Anyway, I think it's about that time uh, where have... we uh, let me break out my awesome segue, and I think it's about that time where we start asking stupid questions. That's a good one. I, know, I just got a new beer too, so that's a perfect segue for so many reasons. And there's another pop. And yeah, what are you drinking now? So uh, I decided to switch it up, and I am going for the Pilsner. All right. I think it's pretty good. It's a little heavier than I'm used to for a Pilsner, but I'm uh, opposed to that. Oh, I was actually just drinking the uh, Grapefruit Sculpin. That's right. We never did yeah. get a chance to ask you what you were drinking. What, did you it's like good. it? Yeah, it's good. How much was it? Did you buy a six-pack of it? Mm-hmm. How much was it for you? Because that's the only thing I ever see online is everyone's like, it's good, but it's like a billion dollars a six-pack. It is people. pretty expensive, usually, a six-pack. So there's this store by my house, and it's really hit or miss whether they have very expensive beers or very cheap beers. It's really weird. Like... Beers that you see at other stores that are really expensive, they'll have for cheap there. And beers that are just, like, regular priced are more expensive there. So they're, like, meeting this weird median. Uh, Sculpin there is $13, but it's usually 15 everywhere else I've seen. Whoa. Any Ballast Point six-pack is, like, fourteen ninety nine. Sculpin here is usually thirteen ninety nine. I never seen it hit 15 The Sculpin, though, is definitely the most expensive Ballast Point six-pack you're going to buy here. The others are far less than that. Okay. I haven't seen many six packs. I, I don't. I haven't been shopping that closely for beer, so I really shouldn't even comment on that. But I feel like I see more uh, either individual bottles at Argonaut, or they're all in warm storage or not warm storage, like the warm whatever area up there. I don't know. I think I might be just be talking on my ass right now. So I'm gonna back away from this conversation. And, <laughs> I have something more some to poster. add. I really like the grapefruit sculpin. I loved the pineapple sculpin. That's Did been like my that? favorite sculpin flavor. Well, the habanero was real good too. Yeah, habanero. I've had habanero. I, uh, grapefruit was the first uh, one that I had tried tonight. It was the first time I tried that tonight, rather. I've had the regular sculpin. Habanero was really good. Leaves that like burn at the back of your throat. It's not like overly hot, but it has right. like the right amount of hot. So it's not like the ghost face killer? No. <laughs> you can or, like, drink the habanero sculpin. Pete, I sent you one of those ghost face killers, didn't I? Yeah, that was yeah, it was really yeah. good. At a beer fest, uh, it was at Arapahoe Basin's beer festival. They, I, I went by the uh, tent, the uh, Twisted Pine tent, and she gave me a uh, oh, what they call it? I wish I could remember, but it was a fifty-fifty of ghost face killer and uh, their big shot espresso. Oh, they called a hot shot, and uh, it was really quite good. Like it. It just had kind of the spices a little bit, but a little dummy down of the uh, ghost face, but the coffee and espresso and stuff of the hot shot porter or whatever that is or stuff. Hmm. Kind of reminds me, I haven't tasted that, but the uh, Mexican chocolate stout from Copper Kettle here in Denver. That's one of my favorite beers. Oh, yeah. I haven't had that yet, so that does have, like, kind of a spice to it. It does. Oh, nice. Okay. Love it. Someone just posted that they got a crowler or two of that recently. In fact, at Brewfru this weekend, that is being paired with a spicy Mexican chocolate cake. So that should be good. My God. I'm hitting that table first. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) First, second, third. However many times they let you kind of hang out for a hit. Just like walk in circles and keep hitting that one. Like, oh, Oh, I haven't been here yet. And just keep taking. That's what I would do. Spicy chocolate cake. What? (laughs) No one told me this was going to be here. I remember the first time I had chocolate that was spicy. It was from, like, South America. So it was, it was really muted on the sweetness and stuff. It was, it was more bitter. But that sensation was so weird to me. It's still this day, like, if I'm tasting something sweet that I'm anticipating that I've you know, always known to be just a sweet thing, and you start getting spiced to it, I just get that, uh, what's going on, that, like, uneven, I don't know if I like this, but I do like this feeling. I like that when it adds beer. <laughs> you don't have that exact same feeling, Pete? No, no. I have no, <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. But it sounds exciting, so I'm on board. Thanks. 
You always, you always did support me. I appreciate that. <laughs> so should we uh, go back to that transition of? Uh, going oh yeah, that section? transition we tried to make like six minutes ago. Yeah, that was just a yeah, ship on. Okay, so this is the part of the show, Leah, where we ask asks asks ask our guests uh, a bunch of weird questions, and then we expect honest answers from them. So Sam, go for it. Yeah, absolutely did. Are, are you much of a coffee drinker? I do like coffee. Not really a daily drinker, but I definitely enjoy it. All right, so that question's <laughs> I love coffee beers. <laughs> that's, that's good. I like coffee beer. The question was going to be, would you rather give up coffee or beer? But that's really intended for people. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, exactly. That's for me, that's, that's hard. Yeah. I drink like two cups a day at least. The first time we ever asked this question, I asked it to someone who doesn't drink coffee at all. So like, Okay, I'll, I'll go with a, a staple. Um, would you rather time travel back and try like the original beers of the ancients, you know, like the OG beers where everything came from, or time travel into the future and try whatever weird shit humanity ends up coming up with? Hmm, what an interesting question. I think I would probably rather travel back in time to try beer as they were a long time ago. Um, And part of that is probably just because I would want to explore, other than the beer, just what things were like then. I have no idea what time period we're talking about here, but, you know. I did not specify. (laughs) So uh, let's say you could kind of pick and choose. But it has to be at least like 300 years or something. Okay, yeah, I'd go back in time because I'd want to see how things had evolved from then. I mean, that's a real tough question because I would like to do both. But I think I'd be more interested to see the roots. I I mean, things are getting so crazy as they are with how far beer is coming and what people can do with it. I can't even begin to imagine what they'll do in the future, but I think knowing the roots of it would be more important to me. That's what intrigues me, too. That's Your answer is pretty much identical to what I would it's like, all right, I, I know, you know, and styles are starting to become a, not, not a thing because they've always been a thing, but it's like people are starting to judge beers more on how are they to style and, you know, people are looking at the BJCP or the BCJP, whatever the, the brewer's judging thing is, uh, very, very closely. And I would love to see exactly how crazy the beers we know now where even those standards are listed, what those beers were like actually like five, six hundred years ago or whenever they were originally started to being brewed because... You know, different grains existed, different hop strains existed. It'd be, it'd be wild to see how different it is if it was if it was still good or if, you know you tried like, am I drinking mud? What the hell is this? You know, and yeah. plus to add to that, like you're like now, I feel it's I don't want to say it's becoming more of a science, although there is a lot of science behind brewing beer. But back then, it was absolutely an an art, so to speak. You know, like nowadays. With big breweries, you can have systems that automate that stuff and, and will alert you if things are getting a little too hot or a little too cold or something's not happening just the right way it should at the right time. So it would be cool to go back when it was they had it down to a science for that time or an art for that time. Yeah. You know, I mean, the fact that they did it with such consistency is really amazing. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe, you know, yeah, or maybe they didn't. It was totally it different every time. To, Right, yeah, and you'd be able to see that. I always thought it was interesting that someone pointed out, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about like sexism in beer and stuff, and someone made the most brilliant point of beer used to be brewed by women back in the day. You know, that was like part of the meal and stuff. So it was like, you know, it wasn't like the men were letting them go off in the kitchen and cook, and the men were like, oh, let's go in the garage and brew up some beer for dinner. It was all like done there, and I don't know. I just, the history of it, it's, it's fun compared to where it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you see brewers, and when you think of brewers, it's like these huge bearded dudes fucking stirring giant cauldrons of beer around. Like, I'll, I'll have to send you a link. Uh, Porch Drinking did a really great uh, piece on all the women in brewing out here. I think it was mostly Colorado. I can't remember if it was all Colorado or if they uh, expanded it out, but it was good. I mean, there's a lot of lady brewers uh, going on. I think the head brewer at Wine Coop right now is a lady. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Best story. Yeah. I try to get her on the show, actually. I think she'd be great. Um, yeah, the revolution is coming, so just wait. 
or a return to form, so to speak. Sure, yeah. Also this. Okay, so, Leah, this is a staple question that I have as well. The good news is you can make yourself completely sober at a moment's notice, but the bad news is it only lasts for 10 minutes, and then you shit your pants and you are two times as drunk as you were before. What would be the best place to use this? Wait, what? <laughs> can you repeat the question? <laughs> okay, so okay. so I should, probably should have given you a little bit of context. These questions are good news, bad news. So I give you something that's like good news, but I follow it up with really bad news, and then you have to decide how you would use it. So the good news is you can make yourself completely sober at a moment's notice. The bad news is it only lasts for 10 minutes, and then you shit your pants and you're two times as drunk. What would be the best place to use this? Or where would you use this? Uh, if I'm going to shit my pants, I'm going to have to go with home. <laughs> so I can oh shower just, and change. science experience. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. sure. <laughs> this is a home you need to sober for 10 minutes. You know, get an important phone call or something. Just um, yeah, any place that's going to involve me actually shitting my pants can't really go with anywhere but home. That's, okay. That's Sorry totally for my fair. boring answer. No, no, no. no. Usually there people, are no boring answers. It, really, it's not. Because people usually say like, oh, when I get pulled over by the cops or, you know, if I'm driving home drunk, I'll snap my fingers and be sober. And it's like, dude, that's only 10 minutes. And then you're shitting your pants and you're two times as drunk. Like, you're totally yeah, boned no. in that situation. Someone but, once yeah. said when they're visiting their in-laws, I'm like, well, you visit your in-laws for more than 10 minutes because then you're going to be sitting there with shit. <laughs> yes, that that answer, man. That answer. That one was. That, that was. It's it seemed good at first, but then it got. <laughs> then you get into the logistics of it. But yeah. Anyway, Sam, go for it, man. Actually, have I ever asked you this question? Have you ever? Asked have you ever that? answered that? Have you ever asked me that one? Um, I can't remember if you have or not. And honestly, I thought of a great answer recently because that's what I do in my free time. Think about these would you rather questions, but uh, I totally, I totally lost it. Um, I wish I could. I really can't. Um, I would probably go with if I got pulled over and I was being stupid. That's just my my uh, last ditch effort. I mean, if you're gonna go to jail, some shit in your pants, whatever that means people won't mess with you yourself. Or like maybe right before you do the breathalyzer. Yeah, exactly. So even then they're like, you have been clearly intoxicated, but you still blew zero. You're at least, at least you're making yourself a good case in court. Not that I know how the process goes in court. Of course, you don't know. No, how no, I... not at all. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to change this topic right now. Thank you. <laughs> Would you rather... Uh, have a hangover for a full month or just be stuck in an acid trip for a month? Oh my god. Uh, hmm. I would probably go with the hangover because, you know, when you have a hangover, usually little hair of the dog, at least you don't feel it as much for a little while. So I would basically have to have a hangover for a month all day at work. And then when I get home, drink some more beer and uh, feel all right. And, like, yeah. know where I am and know what's going on, etc. So, yeah. Not have giant bats flying down from the sky. Yeah. Probably go with the hangover for a month. That's how I just live my life. So I, I think I would have to answer the same. So there would be no change for you. <laughs> it would just be status quo. So that's just peed on a regular Monday. Yeah, I, I've never been tripping on LSD, so I actually don't know how crazy it would be but i feel like uh yeah a hangover at least you'd be functional and uh, someone once said at least you know you wouldn't be losing your job or like wrecking your relationships yes i wouldn't be able to pay my rent if i were on an acid for a full month because i wouldn't yeah. be able to perform my job <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd so there you go some weird stuff on some of those documents <laughs> all right Pete. what else you got okay so Leah, the good news is that you find a CD bar that will serve you anything you want at any time, and it's absolutely free for you. The bad news is that upon entry, and every half hour thereafter, you have to relive the most embarrassing moments from your entire life as if they were happening in real time. Would you call this bar home? And if you want me to give you a little bit more context to this, it's... so. 
like think of a really embarrassing time, you would have to relive that in real time in front of the bar patrons. So it's either that or pay for my beer? Yeah. I'm paying for my beer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't You'd see be surprised. How I can... Yeah. I feel the exact same way, but you'd be surprised people are like, fuck it, free beer? No, I'm totally doing that. I don't care. I'm not embarrassed about anything. Hmm. I can yeah. I'm in the same boat though. I could I could not do the most embarrassing moments of my life just for free beer. No. Not really worth it to me. Can't even really think of what my most embarrassing moments would be, but I mean, some of them, yeah. I don't think yeah, anything would be worth it. Head. Pete mentioned that once when we asked this, and that was a good point. Like, what if you have some really subconscious stuff that you didn't even know, like, was an embarrassing moment or something, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I remember, and it's just too much. Yeah, I'll pay my tab. Yeah, I'll yeah, and the other thing, the normally people card. are like, normally people are like, oh, I'll just get drunk, and then I won't remember it. Yeah. You're just going to relive that just, the next time that you're in. Just start. This becomes a repeating cycle somehow. I feel like that's like a Tom Cruise movie, like Vanilla Sky somehow that just would end up sucking and not making sense in the end. Or Edge of Tomorrow. Didn't see it, but I'll take your word for it. It's a good one. Oh, really? Good isn't good or good isn't I should... No, seriously, that's, that's a great movie. I really liked Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I'd recommend it. Taking some recreational other stuff before I watched it. No, no. I mean, you could, but I mean, it's it's a good movie either way. Okay, that's good to know. All right, so uh, I'm going to preface this question with a, another question. What is your least favorite band or artist? I probably have like a million. I mean, I I, I really that. have no idea. I mean, I've never even heard a song by someone like Beyonce or. Kanye West. I mean, I don't even know. You are that the type luckiest American I've ever met. Um, so I. How about Bieber? I've never heard a Justin Bieber song. Nickelback. I, I really like Beyonce. I don't know. I maybe would know a Nickelback song, perhaps if someone played me one, but I couldn't tell you anything that they. Right. Uh, I'm just gonna go vague then. Would you rather listen to like the least favorite band you've ever? ever heard of okay or stay sober for uh, so listen to them for a straight month or stay sober for a straight month i'd listen to the bad music with my beer (laughs) it might make it a little better i don't know at least make me uh be able to make some funny jokes about it absolutely yeah pretty much anything that involves giving up beer for a month i'm gonna go with option b unless we go back to the shitting your pants thing you know (laughs) (laughs) So that is totally fair. Yeah, I, I could put up with bad music for a month if it were that or giving up beer. That's good. I like that. Sam, you can rework this and say, would you rather be sober for a month or live with shit in your pants for a month? Well, that's what I was just thinking for you, actually, since you're the like, king of shit questions. I would rather be I am sober 14. for a month. If I had Sorry, to shit, that, if I had to shit my pants every day for a month or be sober, okay, that's where I'd rather one. I'll spend a month sober. I'd probably drop a few pounds. I'll just look at it that way. The bright side. <laughs> <laughs> See, silver linings everywhere. That's the way to do it. You got another one, Pete? Uh, I have a few. Uh, I've been deciding which one that I want. I think to. we got time for like one more. And, uh, so yeah. I, I, I love your questions. So I think. I'll, I'll do another staple. I really haven't written a new one of these in a while, and I feel pretty lazy for not. But uh, these questions are, are so good. I, I usually like the the spectrum of answers. We, yeah, we get such varied answers with each of them, so it's, it's fun to hear each time. Okay. The good news is you have tasted literally the best beer you've ever had, and it is borderline orgasmic. But the bad news is is that it's your best friend's tears, and you have to make him or her cry every time you want the beer. And you have to harvest the tears, too. How do you make your best friend cry? I'm much too rational and level-headed for this sort of question. (laughs) I just wouldn't make my best friend cry, and I'd go with the second best beer I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get creative. Get creative just with this one. I like your creative answers. 
do you have do you have any sort of ploy to make your best friend cry even if it's like hitting him with a two by four repeatedly well she's allergic to a lot of things so i maybe i'd just like hold a cat in front of her face that'd cause oh, a lot of go. tears there you and go. it wouldn't be too bad it, it wouldn't be, be too yeah i yeah, mean that'd... it'd be fairly right. nice way to make her cry and then i could have my best beer ever so then you could, yeah you know pet a cat while you're doing it too so i mean i see that's a big old win-win right there yeah that works for me see there that we is, go that's one of the best answers we've had working together Woo-hoo. The first one is making them laugh. Making yeah. them laugh so hard they cry is definitely the best, sweetest oh, damn. answer. Yeah. <laughs> totally Holding a cat one. in front of their face. Some people are like, <laughs> just, they would just insult them until they cry. I'm just picturing her just like holding a cat by the tail. The thing's freaking out a little bit. Just kind of <laughs> waving around. <laughs> well, Leah, thank you very much for joining us. Do you want to tell everyone again kind of your website and where to find you and stuff? Yeah, sure. So it's called Colorado Beer Girl. You can look me up on my website. I've got a Facebook page. I'm on Twitter at Colo Beer Girl. And on Instagram at Colorado Beer Girl as well. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Alright, okay. let's drink some more beer. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Beer and Loathing Podcast. You can find us on our website at www.beerandloathing.com. And you can find us on yep, all... Yep, yep. What? Oh, you're just agreeing with that? Okay. And you can find us on all social media outlets, Facebook backslash beerandloathing.com, at beerandloathing.com on Twitter. And, and Instagram. And the one place we like to fuck with people is on the YouTube, where our channel name is Tune In Get Drunk. So do it, and if you'd like to tag some pictures of whatever you're drinking, or your dick, or boobs, or whatever, hashtag BNLPix on the Instagram. Oh, there's a popped pee, goddamn. So many popped